back to the show. It has been a minute. Sorry about that. <laughs> if it's your first time and you don't really know what I'm on about here, feel free to skip ahead. Um, I won't be offended. But um, I just want to take a second to talk about where I've been. So I haven't put up an episode in like two months or something like that. Um, and it's not because I have been sitting around doing nothing at home. I've been working real hard on a personal project of mine, something that's been kind of in the works for the better part of like six, seven years now. Um, and that kind of just absorbed all of my time and energy. Um, you'll be hearing more about that in the months to come, definitely. But uh, as far as the show goes, I just haven't had the time. Uh, th- this episode today with Darcy and Cassie was actually recorded like a couple months ago, pretty much like uh, a week after the last episode dropped and I just never had the time to, or the mental energy really to put this all together. Uh, and I think a lot of people can re- relate to that, like through lockdown, just, I don't know, having to focus on one thing at a time is, it's a lot, it's a lot. So I've been focusing really hard on my personal stuff, but now moving forward, I'm hoping to up the ante on this show a bit, uh, get some more episodes out there, and and just really give this show the the time and energy that you know I want to put into it. So hopefully we'll see more episodes coming out soon, and and a lot more coming from me. So anyway, I've rambled enough. Today's episode with Darcy and Cassie. These two are awesome. They are Melbourne's pop punk power couple. <laughs> um, They've got a really interesting story. Their band has seen some like crazy highs, um, some lows in there too, obviously, but their story, Darcy and Cassie's story as a couple, it's very interesting and I am super glad they were happy enough to share the details of that with me on this show. Um, also, they've got some really cool music that's going to be coming out soon. They've hit some awesome milestones and we cover it all here on this show. So... This is part one of two with Darcy and Cassie. Uh, if you're a fan, let me know. Hit me up, Instagram or whatever. Um, yeah, here it is. Darcy and Cassie from Terra. Um, all right, well, thank you for jumping on the show, guys. Uh, this is Terra. This is Darcy and Cassie. Um, guys, introduce yourselves. Uh, talk about the band, that, that whole thing. Oh, thanks Thanks for having us, Hayden. Um, yeah, we're Terra. Uh, we're... <laughs> We're stoked to uh, be hanging out here on your podcast. Um, Cass, do you want to give us a little bit of an, uh, a brief overview of what Terra is? Uh, well, we're a pop punk alt rock band from Melbourne. Um, yeah, that's about it. We make some music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been around for a little while and uh, gone through a lineup change and all that stuff. And I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to define your band like verbally you know what I yeah, mean? yeah like, we always get stumped on that one. i mean you could just you could do do you do the just like what do we sound like i guess or whatever because i mean it's impossible to not sound like a band like you know what i mean like so we, we obviously sound like a few bands like i guess i'd say we, obviously we sound like paramore oh yeah yeah because we have a redhead okay i think I, I did it on one of our instagram stories the other day i was like for fans of tonight alive but gent <laughs> that was literally like my description of terror. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, is, isn't your genre uh, female fronted? Like, is that not the genre? Uh, like, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that's obviously. a genre. Yeah, that's yeah. what it says on iTunes. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. <laughs> when you go, um, I'm, I'm gonna look up my female fronted playlist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's such a rough time to be like. I know. I feel like just to be like any kind of like marginalized person who's like not cool with being in the spotlight, because <laughs> everyone just wants to be like, bro. Female fronted band, bro. This is your time, okay? We're we're, we're giving you the spotlight <laughs> now, and it's just like, but <laughs> okay. And I feel like the same thing, like about yeah. like a bunch of people like in those marginalized communities, and they're just like, I don't really know if I want to be like the person everyone's looking at right now, but I guess I don't have a choice. Yeah, uh, yeah. They'd be like, I mean, there's pressure to just be for some reason like be like better than the average person. You're like, wow, it's kind of racist, isn't it? Or, you know, if it's race or whatever, like, you know what I mean? It's like, why do I have to be better? Like, yeah, you know like, what I mean? For this person. Like, yeah, I'm just doing my thing, you know? <laughs> just doing it because I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's kind of handy that you guys are like better than a lot of other people. So it's like, it, it kind of just like lands naturally. <laughs> <progress>. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> well, actually... I um I was looking at so I was doing the research for this because I I do that professional I do research and I was looking at like the very first terror stuff and I was like super impressed like straight off the bat like actual production quality and stuff on like I think the first thing that came out was a cover of Thousand Miles by um yeah Carl what's her surname Carlton Carlton yeah what's this Carlton yeah that's it uh, um. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, why is this so good? And why is it, like, easy core? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think back then it was like um, we had no idea what we were doing. So that's actually not the first thing we released. We just deleted the other song we released first because <laughs> it was terrible. Um, it was actually Breaking, which we released later. But the first time we released it, it was just, like done so badly and we all hated it so we took that down off Bandcamp, and then the first thing we ended up doing that people like saw was the cover um mm. and we kind of just like we saved our money for the band and especially you'll see in the music video like the music video looks amazing because it's done by dylan pierce but we didn't know what we we're doing so we just like threw all of our money into this like cover song which is so stupid yeah. like <laughs> Financially irresponsible. But. Yeah. I mean, it was sick. Like, we were cool stoked. We were just, like, excited to be in a band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we loved how it turned out. Um, and Dylan Pierce, like, you know, he put a lot into it as well, which was sick. Um, but yeah. just to, like, start us off, I mean, it got us, like... Uh, yeah, it was, like, 80,000. I mean, this is before my time in Terror, but, like, 80,000 views. Yeah, so it, like it was that, pretty yeah. cool for people to, like, notice us. Like, it did all right. Um, but just as for, like... I don't know, it just wasn't a wise, like, business choice, I guess. We, like, then, uh, you know, we should have saved our money for, like, the EP. And then we kind of, like... I mean, the, the EP, like, you had a strong video for the single for the... So I'm saying, like, you, because it was, like, pre-me. Like, I was <laughs> I was a fan of Terror when this was all happening, but I was not in the band. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I saw that, that, you know, talk is cheap and everything you guys saved up. You did the same thing again, like a very, oh, just, very, like, ex very expensive it. single music video. And then just like, I don't know, I, I feel like that was like a, it did seem like a pretty well-rounded release from someone who wasn't on the inside of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but that was, I was there like sort of at the time. So mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't really know how it aged. And um, why we chose A Thousand Miles, I have no idea. Uh, I think it's because it was... I don't know, kind of, it was, yeah, everyone likes it, so, mm. um, and we like it, we liked how it sounded, and I think 
Jamie, our drummer at the time, he just like came up with something on guitar. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. not on drums, but on guitar. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, we just went with it. So. Whoa. Yeah. I don't really know how it came about. We just kind of did it and we're like, sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is going to be a lot of me being like, uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question again? Because like. I we're talking and now we're like, <laughs> I don't think I don't know what the question because I want to I want to keep answering yeah. this question but I'm like ah oh, shit did I can't remember track it. I it's fine, it's fine. I did preface by saying you guys can tangent maybe that was a mistake maybe I need oh, to yeah. take that back I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh no we definitely we, should <laughs> we, we will be tangenting yes it's okay this we will rename it to the fucking tangerine podcast it's all good <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so on the pod, we talk about the artist's journey from like figuring out that they want to make shit uh, all the way to making shit. I feel like that's the simplest way to put it. <laughs> um, so you two both come from different backgrounds, obviously. Uh, you ended up in the same band and, and now <laughs> be still my heart together. So <laughs> what... <laughs> So I feel like we should take turns. Um, I want to, because I've, I've got like, see, again, professional podcast. I've got like a bit of a run sheet of things I want to go through. So we'll start with Cassie and then we'll jump to Darcy. But um, f- I just want to hear about like the early days of, uh, I guess, your musical influence, probably starting back from when you were a kid, when you when you probably first started to have interest. So when did you first start having interest right. in music? Um, it, I honestly, I can't remember. It was probably like, as soon as I could start talking, I still like, you know, mumbling things. I probably started singing. Uh, I grew up with my grandma who sang around the house. No one else in my family is like musical except for my grandma, except for like a great grandparent, I think also played violin. So everyone's just like practically tone deaf in my family. (laughs) And they're just like, Uh, go Cassie, you do that music thing. Yeah, they're all, like, really impressed because they have, like, they can't do it themselves, which looks, like, it looks really good for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're definitely encouraging in the family. Uh, and so, yeah, I just remember <clears throat> when I was little, I'd put on, like, little performances in the living room and, like, get a little seat and stand on it and, like, sing, I don't know, bananas in pajamas or something like that, you know, just, like, cutie children's songs. Um, and then... I even remember, like, I found this not too long ago, probably, like, a year ago. It was, like, a little booklet from kindergarten that said, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, a singer. So just as long as, I don't know, I can remember, I've wanted to do that. Uh, Then when I got a bit older, I, like, you know, there was other stuff that I was interested in. But uh, it seemed to just, like, circle back around. uh, Probably when I was, like, 12, I was in choir. And uh, Liv, my old guitarist, we actually went to primary school together. And, uh... She was in choir with me and we just, so cringy, but we just like basically go around the schoolyard. Oh, this is so cringy. Like singing. Yes. Like doing harmonies, doing harmonies to teachers. We'd be like, look what we can do. And then we'd like sing a harmony from like a Veronica's song or something. And then they'd be like, <laughs> well done, you know. Um, they probably just did not care. <laughs> uh, so me and Liv actually were doing music stuff since we were like younger. Uh, and then... Uh, in high school, me and Liv went to the same high school, uh, and we ended up, like, 
Well, okay, I should probably mention that, like, the only music I listened to throughout primary school is, like, Hannah Montana, like, in country music, because that's what I was kind of, like, raised on, which yeah. is, like, a little bit embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Um, pre- pre-puberty. Actually, no, I'm not embarrassed. I freaking love <laughs> Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah, there's um, nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Um, wait, 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 damn it. Quote there or something. It could be the best of both best, worlds. Best of both worlds. <laughs> um, but, it's a best yeah, so I, I was... of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Don't worry, I know the yeah, song. So I had a sister, okay? Really... I, I, I know it. <laughs> you didn't have a sister. Hey, you watched the show. Come on, yourself. it was a great show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I just... Um, had, I was, like, singing, like, just throughout my whole childhood. And actually watching Hannah Montana and, like, singing to Hannah Montana songs is where I learned to, like, belt, which is, like, I guess, like, these days, like, with the people we know, that's, like, not super unique or anything but like back then it was like all the theater kids and then like me that could belt you know and they could do all the pretty head voice stuff but i couldn't really do that um Mm. so yeah high school uh me and liv were still like buddies in high school and then it just happened like really suddenly she came to school and she was just like oh you need to check out this dude, his name's Andy Beersack, and she showed me a photo of Andy Beersack from Black Mouth Brides, and he's like, he's so cool, his band is so awesome. And I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm not, like, going to listen to anything else except for Hannah Montana. Where's this cowboy like, at? Well, okay, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, well into my teens. I think I was, like, then... 15 or something. I was, like, still listening to Hannah Montana. And then puberty hit you, like, the train. <laughs> and then you were like, Andy Beersack, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Andy Big yeah, Sack so- more like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why puberty and Cassie sounds like sounds like a construction worker like oh puberty yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I used to be like really into anime and stuff so that was what I was into in that little gap um, at the beginning of high school and uh, yeah so Liv was coming to school talking about all these bands all the time and then um, I actually listened to them and I was like, oh, this music's cool. And I'm like, and I'm really angry all the time. So I was listening to like, uh, Pierce the Veil and Sleep with Sirens and all of that. Uh, and then I just and came to school and you threw the like, cowboy hat to the ground and stepped on it. <laughs> and stomped on it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then so I just came to school and I was like, Liv, do you want to start a band? And then she was like, okay. And the plan was we're both going to play guitar because I was, I was really shy at that point. And then I was like, there's no way I could ever sing. Um, and so we played guitar together. We were learning Black Veil Bride songs, which looking back at that, I was like, can't believe I used to be able to play those because I <laughs> suck at guitar now. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then one day as I just, we ended up doing some more singing stuff and Liv was like, you should sing in the band. And I was like, found other people found other people it's like, like, like found... saying that like that wasn't an idea like like it like it wasn't a journey in and of itself to find people yeah how much well. detail do you want should we go into <laughs> the band stuff that was my personal journey then me and Liv kind of just uh you know started doing the band together that was oh, when Terra yeah. was first created and we were well, originally called well, this is so lame but we we're called amp therapy to begin with yeah um, so <laughs> Did you find that? Please don't tell me you found that or something. Okay, I thought I didn't. <laughs> I thought you would have done some digging and found that. Yikes! Yeah, well, no, I did um, find I th- the Terra Weebly website. I did find that. 
Uh, we do. Uh, I thought it was taken now. <laughs> well, also there's the live it because it used to be called Amp Therapy, but now it's just Live and Cassie. Like you can find the old oh the cover- YouTube channel. Yeah, all their YouTube. Oh yeah, covers that's the other thing we used to do like YouTube covers. Uh, that actually got quite a few views, and yeah, I think uh, the the one that has the Wait, most likes. views. Oh, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it's uh we did love a love like war by All Time Low, and uh, I think that might have like. It's probably privated. <laughs> that I think it actually got like almost like thirty thousand views or something, which was hectic for just like us in our my bedroom. Two thousand nine hundred. Just jamming out. More views than yeah. my shit got. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what we spent our time doing, just doing covers and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. Well, I want to pop a uh, pop a pin in that there and jump over to Darcy now and talk to Darcy. Okay, so Darcy, you could please just pipe down for a second. You've had enough time, Darcy. Could you please? <laughs> She's always talking. Always enough. Um. So no, tell I'm me kidding. about about you and and your history and where where you come from. What kind of family and and where music kind of started to become a it's- important factor in your life. It's actually sick that you started this podcast because I feel like I feel like. My, like me starting music is like, or I don't know. I, I don't know if this is like much of a thing, but I feel like it's like super weird when other people I've met in the scene, like when I talk about like music and stuff, which I don't really get to talk too much about like how I started because I started super late. Like you were singing for as, from as old as you could. Like she started to walk and started to sing basically. I learnt guitar oh no so i started learning drums when i was 16 which was like mega late i feel like in the game like Mm. i couldn't do shit before i was 16 um i always wanted to i was like always i don't know what it was maybe i was a lazy kid or something like that or maybe i don't know um but i just could never like get off my ass and learn it and then one day i was like 16 and i was like listening to i think i was listening to angels and airwaves you know tom delonge's like side project thing Mm. yeah i remember hearing one of the songs and there was just this like mad ethereal guitar solo or like lead part that came in because they're all drenched in reverb and stuff and it just like i don't know my brain was just like nah that's it you're learning guitar like no more excuses no more whatever you're learning something you know and i couldn't decide so i just started learning drums um and because my sister's a musician she's like probably in my opinion the musician of the family um I'd always sort of known how to sing, but like not like as in, it's in, you know, if someone was like, oh, sing this thing, I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, and generally sing how it goes, but like, I'm not like, not super, completely I wasn't tone super deaf, good yeah. at singing. Yeah. Yeah. I was just not tone deaf. I feel like that's probably the easiest way to say it. Um, and then, yeah, I, so I started like, you know, I started doing drums and then I started guitar lessons as well that year. Like I was doing them at school in year 11 at that time. Like that's how old I was. <laughs> I was like basically an adult already at that point. Um, and then, yeah, it was just like a very painful uphill slog because I really feel like anyone who learns an instrument as a kid doesn't realize how fucking easy they have it because it is so shit trying to learn it. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, but it was it, like, I don't know. It's, it, it, I find it, it really, really dangerous that- though. You see, you said year 11, practically an adult and you're like in a pop punk band, man. Like, I just think you should re- revisit that sentence. maybe. <laughs> Oh my god, man! No, I, I, I would not. I would. I would not date anyone under twenty-one. All right, that is so fucking young. All right, no, I'm not going there. Nah, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fucking yuck. All right, we're going. Wait, 
actually, did you see that Hard Times like satire article? That's like, yeah, yeah, I think uh, that I, MG, I know the one. It was like, it was like MGK breaks the uh, pop punk in- innovation by dating an adult. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, no. Anyway, so a real innovator back, back to, to the, the genre. Story. Yeah, <laughs> back to the back to the story. Yeah, I don't know. I I was just. Uh, yeah, I just kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm sick of not knowing how to play an instrument. I've always wanted to. And then it sort of, sort of slowly happened. I, I joined a band with one of the guys. This was when I was 18, I, out of school. I joined a band with this guy that I went, to, that I always like sort of looked up to in school, but never got a chance to like hang out with because he was in like a different circle. Um, his name was Harley. Um, and I always used to like look at him and see him doing like music, like playing like some 41 and blink. And I'm just like, fuck, I wish that was me so much. And like, and then like, yeah, one day I was just like, Hey man, do you want to jam? Like I learned how to play drums or whatever. And then, yeah, we ended up starting this, like, uh, really like it was at first it was really cringe. We played this, like bridge the border was our name. Um, so it was a very, very like generic pop punk verb, the noun kind of name, but man, he's just like such a phenomenal, like punk songwriter. Like he can just write such good lyrics and like, you know, I feel like it's like, I feel like it's like one of those things where it's like his arms are just made to play power chords. Like he just kills that kind <laughs> of punk sound. Um, and he's still like probably like one of my favorite songwriters today even. But yeah, it was just kind of like I was just riding off his coattails for like two years playing in his band, which was really fucking sick. Um, and then I sort of learned how to write music a little bit. Um, I sort of jumped into, uh, I, I met CV, um, Chris Vernon through, I think he was looking for an intern on Facebook and I think I'd heard his band before. So that's how I sort of knew who he was. Um, and then I was keen to learn how to play like, or keen to learn how to produce music and that kind of thing. And I sort of talked to him a bit and I interned with him. And then I wrote some stuff over the time when I was like interning with him. And I feel like it's like, I kind of developed this better understanding of how to write music through that. So I kind of like went from not knowing how to do jack shit to kind of knowing how to do a little bit of everything. Um, Within like three, like, know, four I'm years? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm a bit older now. I'm, I'm 26 now, so not quite. But, um, but yeah, I think like there was just like a lot of growth initially. And then there was kind of like a little bit of downturn and then like a bit more growth. Like, you know, it was kind of like learnt drums and guitar and singing in like three years, then kind of like focused on some other stuff, then now started learning production. And then, yeah, I bridged the border while I was playing this band with Harley. Mm. Um, we wrote a song called Goon, um, like as in cast wine goon. And um, yeah. we had Cassie, we had Cassie singing like a feature, which was this like guy and girl, uh, like back and forth argument, kind of like bridge, kind of like Forget Me by MGK, but like, you know, not as, I guess, not as worldly renowned. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, uh, and we wrote that song and we were like, we need a singer. And I was like thinking about uh, like uh, there was lots of people I was gonna ask and then yeah we... yeah so Darcy didn't want me on the song oh that's not true okay <laughs> I was I wanted I, like initially I thought there'd be this uh, there was a singer from this band called the Playbook and she had like a really hectic Australian accent so I was like yeah that'll be sick as little get the Aussie chick on the song up. called Goon obviously yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then and then CV was like nah 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 get Cassie to do it and just we we're working with CV at the time and then he sort of made the connection and then yeah it was ah. Uh, I, don't, I feel like I'm kind of traveling over it the one It was love quest. at first sight. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, definitely uh, not. <laughs> kind of, but kind you of You guys not. are kind of gross. Awkward. Can you stop? <laughs> it, was, it was awkward love at first sight no, for, we... me, for me, not for her. <laughs> it was like I got in there and I was like, 
I was like, all of these, like, I don't mean to be mean to you or Harley or Jake, but I was like, these guys are so awkward. We were literally sitting across, like, opposite sides of the room. Like, just because, just because. I, I went and sat down, they just went and sat across the other side of the room. Uh, completely. Our instruments were set up there. It's very clear that's where we were meant to be standing. No, I was, okay, it was right? so weird. And then I was just like, hi, and you guys, like, hi. Like, just like, I don't know. Oh, I like, think everyone uh, We don't talk to girls. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think. I think because the guys because the guys the guys in the band like I don't know being country boys they're all a bit like rough and tumble kind of gross footy boys and so we were oh, just kind of trying to be good. yeah we were all just like let's be on our best behavior for this really nice girl who also doesn't know who we are never met first time and then I think we just went too far and just didn't speak yeah <laughs> yeah we can't trust ourselves not to be fuckheads so let's all gather in a corner and be quiet <laughs> honestly. Honestly, but trust me, I managed. I managed to get a good quip on the way out of the door. Are we going to oh tell him about this? Oh my god! Oh my god! This is this is probably this is like the closest thing you're going to get to a controversy out of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, this is. Uh, I don't know. Oh wait, can we can we just start? This is a different thing. But I just want to put in there that while we're doing the music video for Goon. Uh, I had to like stand on this street corner. This is just another funny story. Oh yeah, okay. This is completely put into pin in it for a second. Um, but because yeah. yours one, I think your one I think is better. But basically, I had they're like filming me like just like walking along the street, and then they're like, mm. okay, just stand on this corner for a second. We'll drive around with the car. We were gonna and get I- a real meaningful like drive past shot of her kind of like just fought. It's just been the argument that the character, the protagonist, are just anyway gone. Yeah. Anyway, so like middle of the night, Darcy's like standing down the street a bit like further with Jake. And I'm standing on this corner, and then these random guys just drive up, and I didn't hear what they said, but I'm pretty sure they thought I was a prostitute. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and, but I like, especially at the time, was like really innocent minded, so I was like, "Yes, yeah, sorry, what did you need?" Like, and then Darcy oh. was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" <laughs> and then like the boys we ran over, and then obviously, obviously the guys in the car just took off when they saw like three or four guys yeah. run towards their car, <laughs> and we went like we were just like they just oh took the god. fuck off. <laughs> So if it wasn't already awkward enough... Yeah, yeah, I mean, that wasn't awkward enough. We were all just like, then, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I didn't even realise... I thought they were, like, asking for directions or something. And then Darcy's just like, are you okay? And I was like, oh my God, what just happened? Like, last one that, like, was aware of the situation. Oh my God. Yeah, no, we are... Yeah. Okay, so... Your, the, your story, this is the This is the closest thing you're going to get to a controversy out of us. All right, so the first time we met, right... And everyone, I'm like, all right, okay, nobody be weird, all right? Nobody be weird. <laughs> That's actually what I said to the boys. And then it became me that was the weird one. Uh, basically, we were at Hydra Rehearsal Studios, which is, like, now where Terror rehearses. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were filming just, like, some little performance shots or whatever for the music video. And so we thought we'd get the bit of her performing with us as well, so to make it look like, you know, kind of like a full band. I don't know, whatever. Uh, and we... Yeah, so we did this performance shots, and it was really awkward. We didn't really talk much. And then... <laughs> Just as she was leaving, because she was going to leave and then we were just going to continue rehearsing or whatever, because we only needed like a little bit of footage. Um, And so just as she was leaving, I was like, she'd never been to Hydra before. And I knew that because she said, um, and it was like the, it was, it's not that confusing to get out of now that I've been there a few times as well. But I was just like, oh, my brain went to go, um, Oh, duh. you know when you mash two sentences together that aren't supposed to be matched together? I literally <laughs> went to say, do you need a hand getting out and do you need a hand heading off? Like as in leaving, heading off and getting out. And then my brain mashed the two sentences together. So just as she left, as she was about to close the door, I said, do you need a hand getting off? 
And then I was like, and, uh, and then just like. <laughs> and this is to this person who's never met us before. I was closing, so I closed the, like, she closed the door just as I said that. Yeah, I didn't hear it. And then the boys just looked at me and there was just like a dead silence for like maybe about 10, 15 seconds. Like, you know, like whatever amount of time it takes for someone to reasonably walk away from a soundproof room. And then they just burst out to laughing and they were like, you fucking idiot to me. And like, they were just, and I just went red and I was like, oh man, oh my did God. Those idiots fuck. know it worked. And, <laughs> no, I, said, I said, I was like to the boys, I was like, oh, if she heard us, she's definitely not coming back to shoot the narrative scenes. Like, cause she's gone. Like if she heard what I said and then luckily. I'm just running away. I didn't, I didn't tell her that story until a year after we were dating. <laughs> because I was like, nah, cause she'll leave me if I tell her, obviously. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so okay. fucking funny. I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know where that falls into in the question of your podcast, but I feel like that's a really important <sighs> thing to know in our our, our beginnings of music. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. So that's yeah. how you started music: harassing a girl who wasn't interested. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> oh no! Please, that's not how I want to be remembered. That's not my Karen's legacy. <laughs> please oh, never let that shit. be my legacy. Okay. Oh, oh man, that's good. So. Your, your start to music was pretty late, but you figured it out. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can relate, at least in this scene, because like I know dudes who like never play guitar until they were like 17 or like 18 even. Um, and they're just like, mm. oh, well, I want to play riffs. That's cool. And then they, they just become like a guitar like goblin in their bedroom and just like sit and sweat over this guitar for like 20 hours a day and like all of a sudden they walk out and it's like yeah i shred now i, I know like at least six of those guys so i feel like Man, it's a it's a common me. thing <laughs> i was gonna say i was like i was like I, I learned it but i really sort of bodged the learning process <laughs> i really wish i had the discipline of one of those guitar goblins but i uh, I definitely uh, am the shittest musician in terror, I reckon. If you lay them all out, just sort of like, you know what I mean? I'm not even being self-deprecating, I reckon. Probably just out of sure, pure skill. I think Joey's yeah. a better drummer than I am. But it's fine because you can record the demos and they sound better than when other people record the demo. So you've got your place in the band. It's fine. Yeah, I was going to say, I if, I, if, if I wasn't a producer, I definitely would not have gotten the spot. <laughs> and I think you also maybe are the hardest work. No, you're definitely the hardest worker in I think so. I can't attest to that. You worked your butt <laughs> off to get in the band. Thank yeah. you, though. <laughs> Stop being cute. This is gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay, so let's jump back to Cass. So we did put a pin in it at the early days of Terra. Now, I checked out some of the videos on the YouTube channel and stuff, and you guys are like playing like a day to remember on the back of your like, hey, we're terror video. And you had some different members back then. And I like listening to like that, that like first single as well. It's like, and <laughs> the cover of like uh, a thousand miles, like you're chucking like little breakdowns and shit in there. So you guys are definitely like riding that 2000s wave of like easy core and shit, at least audit like the audio the audio, what am I saying? Like instrumentally, that's what I'm in. So like instrumentally, yeah. there's a bit of um, a bit of that vibe in there. What were those early days like? What was like the dynamic of the band? Who was writing the songs? What was it all like back then? Right. Uh, well, back then, 
Uh, me and Liv were still in school, uh, so uh, we we definitely wanted the band to be like a real thing, but it was really hard to focus on it and take it seriously. So I think the first years was the first... 2014 is when. Uh, Jamie and Michael joined the band and we, like, officially became Terror. Um, so I reckon for the first year we were just, like, messing around, like, having heaps of fun and just jamming and it was such a good time. Like, we we were and still are all just, like, such good friends. Um, and, yeah, that's we basically just messed around for, <laughs> for the first year and got to know each other. And then we were like, okay, we've wrote some songs. That's cool. Uh, it usually started with me and Liv writing, like, kind of, like, the, the bones of a song. Uh, and at this time, I was playing guitar in the band as well. So we'd kind of write the guitar parts and the vocals and then bring it to the boys and they would add their parts and kind of... It's kind of like what we do now as well with the lineup, um, where it's just everyone kind of, like, adds their part. And, uh, yeah, it was just... So much fun, but Jamie, our drummer, he lives out west, and me and Michael all lived out east, so we'd usually end up going to, like, Keylor. <laughs> it was, like, an hour drive, and my mum would drive us there <laughs> uh, to get to the rehearsal space with Jamie. Um, but I think you can tell from some of, like, the old videos, like, that, yeah, like, cringy introduction video that's, like, I have, like, bright red hair, and it's, like, cringy. <laughs> 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 you can tell, like, we are all just, like, really happy and really having fun. Uh, and that was just kind of, like, the vibe at the time. As opposed to now, where it's all miserable, all right? Oh, yeah, no, it's a nightmare now. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no, but, yeah, it was... And then we were just, like, playing whatever gig we could get, and it was super fun. And, you know, my first gig, like I said, was 2014. And um, was that first for all of us in the band? I think maybe Jamie... Jamie had played a show before or something, but it was me and Liv's first gig ever. And I was like crapping my pants and uh, had severe stage fright for probably like the first year as well. Um, so yeah, it was like playing whatever gigs. It was fun. It was just like a fun time. And am I swear? What, what was the question? Uh, I was just asking, like, what the early days of the band were like, what the dynamic was like. But, yeah, so oh, yeah. You, you're just, like, having a whole heap of fun and stuff. Um, at what yeah. point did you guys think about, like, recording music? Like, when did that become a thought? Um, well, I can't even remember, like, how the, like, cover came about, really. I think we're just like, let's do it. And then, oh, Liv's dad, uh, Stuart Fraser, he was in a band called Works. And so he had some, like, uh, connections to people that helped us record A Thousand Miles. Um, well, actually, I think only just, like, mixed it and mastered it or something. Um, and so that's where we started. And then when we wanted to do our own music, we we wrote that just by jamming. And uh, then Liam Ganane recorded that. And that was, like, that was a great learning experience of us including him like you know he was really working on his uh so he recorded that and then we sent it to chris vernon to uh get mixed and mastered and all of that and that was your first studio experience that was our first one that was 
and that was your first studio experience, right? Like uh, recording those that that first track, really. Yeah, yeah. It was just we just did it at Liam's house and something. He had his own studio set up and everything. So, um, but I think for a thousand miles, we actually went into like a proper studio. And oh wait, oh yeah. And then we also we got we won like a battle of the bands and got some free recording time. So we recorded all the drums with that, and then we just did guitars with Liam and vocals with Liam. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if. If any of this band has ever really like, I mean, aside from from the bands I've been in, like the only other thing is like we tracked some vocals with. But aside mm. from that, I don't know if any of us have ever had like a. Oh, well, I don't. I haven't had a proper studio no, experience as Not a really. client. Nope. Like, no, nah, I've been I've been in proper studios as like an intern and as like a like I paid for like one to mm. record something. But like, I've never actually been a you know a musician in a big dick studio. Before. I think I'd be so intimidated and scared. So he's just doing it all here. Well, I don't know. It's kind of awesome because, you know, like with the song for Maddie, the acoustic song we did at the start of the year, those vocals, you track them all yourself in your own time and got the vibrato perfect. Like if you had to pay for it, you know what I mean? And you had to be under the pump. It'd be like a like billion you'd dollars spend so much debt. money. Like, you know, like you did them with an SM7B in your brother's wardrobe, wardrobe yeah, like where it was wardrobe. like super dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like you could do, you could have spent three days on them. Yeah. You know, uh, if you, like, I don't know how long you actually spent on those ones because I didn't track those, but you spend about three days on them. I can't remember. Uh, but like, <laughs> you know what like I mean? That. It's like, think about the kind of economic costs of doing that. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sweet. You get like a, a $40,000 Neumann mic, but if your vibrato is not the way you want it, then like, <laughs> yeah. like then, you know, that, what have, have you paid for? You know what I, like, well, but yeah, no, you like want it to be what you want it to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I don't, sorry. I sidetracked you. Yeah, yeah, oh, thanks for stealing good. the question, Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. No, no, this is good. This is good. This is it's all content and I can I can cut well, and, I guess... and snip this so badly and <laughs> like you can look like such a bad person, Darcy. I can make it sound like you just cut <laughs> Cassie off and like Dude, it's gonna be so good. Well, you've already, like... you've already, you've already implied that I want to date underage people. So I don't know. I don't know. I like, and it's only been half an hour. Like, what the fuck, man? Uh, dude, look. All I want is just to make you suffer, dude. Like, that's that's it. Like, <laughs> oh fuck. We had to cancel terror. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. You guys can like rebrand to like uh, not terrible anymore. Like, it'll be fine. <laughs> Ah oh, man, that joke would be good if our booking agent didn't make it every fucking day. <laughs> he always says terror. He always says terrible. It's so good. It's so good. I love that. Oh, oh awesome, God. awesome. So those early like days you recording shit, um, Cassie. Th- so that was like your your first like kind of foray into recording. And we we like, yeah. was there anything that like jumped out to you like in that entire process? It was like, oh, that's how that works. Or the entire time long, you just kind of like, oh, this makes sense. I think in that particular at that particular time when I was doing all that, I just didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so I don't think I had any realizations until like, like later around, when like, I when started. When do I sing? <laughs> yeah, I was like, and I was very nervous. Like I had like some crippling anxiety around singing in front of people. Um, and so I remember just being like so nervous to track my vocals um, and like... And being scared to be like, I don't like that and stuff like that. Now I'm just like, that's fucking shit. Do it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care whose time I'm like taking up as long. It has to be perfect. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just like, I, I feel like I didn't 
I mean, I probably did learn stuff. I just like can't remember very well. But um, I, I think uh, the one thing I really did learn was like because I was tracking my own vocals for the Wasted Daisy P, and uh, I was using like my mic and the kind of what's that called the thing that goes around the, the clamshell thing or whatever. The yeah, RF just, shield. Like, soundproofing. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm supposed I don't know. To know I don't know. Yeah, the, the shield that goes like behind it to like soundproof yeah. it a bit. Um, and but I put that in like a very like echoey room, so it did nothing. And then it just like Siri got the the vocals. And he's like, "Why well, do you sound like they're recording in a bathroom?" And I was like, "Yep, I'll do them again." <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that was like because I properly track those myself. I think I I don't know if well, I track some of them like actually just myself mm. uh, on like. I don't know, probably a like garage band at the time or something. So that was a learning experience and, for me. Just like and, and it's I, funny I as well. I've I've spoken to CV about those recordings as well, and he was like, his his uh, recollection was him going like, "Can you send me the the stems that aren't tuned?" And then you guys are like, "No, nah, these are these are like the the stems." And he's like, "Nah, get fucked." Because Cassie, like <laughs> your fucking vocals, dude. Like I I Aww. watched that 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 like video from like 2016 i'm like what the fuck how is she so on pitch it's actually ridiculous i don't think i've ever heard you sing a bad note she's definitely she's definitely the like best singer i've like ever recorded like she's just phenomenal fucking craftsmanship like but yeah i would say like the funny like shit you were saying like the the massive difference between who you were in like when you were tracking those vocals and then just the like blunt nature of giving them to CV and then him just being like, uh, why does it sound like you recorded this in a bathroom? And then you just being like, mm, I'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, he's just not afraid to tell. He's just not afraid to that, tell it like it is, which would have been like so funny yeah. for you back then. I mean, I wasn't there, but I the just can only imagine. That, that reminded me of, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, instead of like a compliment about my vocals, I thought you were going to say CV got the stems and was like, what the fuck is this? Because I remember, like, the drums weren't actually recorded to a click. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, just recorded. Cause... This is not me. I, didn't... Oh, yeah. so I would always record it to a click. Basically, I... well, it was, like, it just... We didn't know as much. And then, like, it just didn't seem like that big of a deal. And Jamie, at that time, hadn't practiced to a click. So it wasn't just, mm. like, okay, whack on the click. He, he can do it. He was just, like, out of practice doing that so um when it came to tracking guitars and trying to track them in time with the drums it was a nightmare yeah uh and then i think when cb got those stems he was just like okay well uh okay let's work with this i mean like you know, like he heard it he's just like what is this you know i mean you know hayden like obviously tracking to a grid where you'd be tracking your guitars there's no metronome there's no fucking you just it's a nightmare like yeah absolutely to not yeah yeah no it's real rock and roll okay (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, no diss to jamie but that's what he said (laughs) oh i mean like i know so many people who like have that opinion as well and it's like I get where they're coming from, but it's like, nah, man, it's, it's like the 21st century, dude, we've got computers now, like either get with a program yeah. or like go back to the caveman. <laughs> I, I just think it's a style, you know I mean? Cause like they didn't, even back in the eighties and stuff, they didn't really like, or even before that, they didn't really use much compression either. So like, I mean, you know, it's just like a different standard of what people are expecting to hear from music. You know what I mean? Mm. They're expecting to hear smash vocals. They're expecting to hear gridded drums. 
You know, like, unless you're doing some wacky tempo change, people aren't expecting to hear drums that are, like, just straight up mm. out of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so Jamie hadn't, like, played to a click much at all. And then he started playing to a click. And he was, yeah, he was like, oh, I just feel like when I try to play to a click, it, like, it, it, it ruins the feel of it for me and stuff. And we're like, yeah, totally get that. And then he was like, okay, but I'll give it a shot. And then once he did it, he was like, he was like, I can't go back. He was like, <laughs> I feel like so nervous playing without a click now. Like, you know, I'm just, it, it's so much easier. That's yeah. what he ended up saying. So fuck, he was good as well. Oh Jamie yeah, Jamie's a great, like a like, pro. As someone, as someone who's been a fan of the band, like he was fucking good to watch. Jamie was like way too good for terror, but he just, <laughs> he loved, he loved it. Yeah. You know, he, and he just loves writing music. Like that's what he's all about. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, what is next on my list of things to talk to you guys about? Man, I usually I, I like, read these things ahead of time, did... but I'm so engaged by your loving gazes towards <laughs> each other. I feel like I'm watching a rom so... <laughs> By by the time we ever like, by the time we finish a question, I can't remember the question. I can't like, remember I, the question. I, well, like, was I'm, there a question? Did we answer this, it? Do I don't like. I feel like I'm bad at this podcast stuff. Like, I. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I, I forgive you guys. <laughs> This is fine. This is great. I'm loving it. Uh, we need the like words a little auto cue thing next to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, next time I'll send you guys a script. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, Darcy joining the band. When about did this occur in the timeline of Terror? What was kind of going on? So you guys recorded uh, Wasted Days. You did like your EP launch. Um, to, to great success, I guess. Uh, I, I'm not particularly sure because I wasn't really like following the band at that stage. But um, yeah, well, I guess Cassie, tell it me was... about that. The time in between, in between then and Darcy becoming a part of the band. Um. Well, yeah, the Wasted Days EP launch went like surprisingly well. We were like, "What? People want to come to the show?" Um, and we actually got Bridge the Border, Darcy's old band, to support us. I was as there. Well. It was sick. Yeah. Um, still super awkward. Like, just we could not talk to each other. Probably. Oh bullshit! No, I was, I was having a big old friendly time. Remember we? With I, who? We, not me. Hey, hang on. We're, oh yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, I feel sorry, like you talked. Sorry. You can talk to everyone except. Actually, for me. sorry. This is where the, this is where the story diverges. See, I wasn't awkward, but she was. We were like, yeah, that was a great set, and she started crying. <laughs> So I'm like, like, so I don't know if that's, people, I don't know if you can blame I that on me. I cry when people say nice things to me. What's wrong with that? <laughs> um, uh. I was like, yeah, it was actually like such a good response. Like, I think we sh- might have sold out those shows. I feel like we did by the and end then, of it, like with tickets, like on the door and stuff. And like at the end of it, I was just so like overwhelmed because I like, I just had no expectations. I didn't think like, you know, it was going to be that big of a deal. I was just playing the show because it was my show and it was going to be like fun or whatever so like I was like cool and then like all these people rocked up and I remember um I did the goon feature for Bridge the Borders set and I came out for like that I don't know what like a minute and then as soon as I stepped on stage everyone just like went crazy cheering and I was like me me (laughs) It can't be me. What? No, it was you. It was you. No one gave a shit about us. (laughs) (laughs) And um, that's when I realized I was like, 
oh, this is crazy. Like, there are people that are actually, like, excited to be <laughs> that isn't me. Like, no, that was good. I, but there's still photos. Like, you can see the photos from that show, and you can see, like, Andy and stuff in the back as well. Like, Andy from Beautiful Monument. Yeah, like, everyone yeah, was there. Like, it was crazy. You know, I mean, like, you can see me and shit as well. Yeah. Because I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Fanboy um, up front row. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah so that went really well and, and then we gave you flowers again and later at the end again. and then she cried again yeah, I don't so. know how she's saying I'm the awkward one <laughs> um, you still were awkward you're like here's your um, no here's your no 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 that is not that is just a fabrication no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they'll make it true they gave me yeah. it it'll make it true <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, just like walking up me... with, like pointing your fingers together oh Cassie I got, I got you some flowers yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly it, man. Yeah, just put the Darcy filter on what you just said, and that's like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, yeah, they gave me flowers as like a thank you for doing the feature, I think. No, and also for letting us play, because you oh. guys gave us the spot to play, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we did that. That was amazing. Uh, we played some shows. We went to Sydney once with the old lineup, and that was interesting. Um, yeah? <laughs> you want to expand like, on that? We just had... <laughs> Do I? I don't know. I was um, mad. Don't look at me. I'm, I'm absolute here. I'm like, just wash my hands clean. Well, actually, everyone that was a part of that show, which is like uh, this band called Metronova from Perth, who we love, and now the singer of that band is Jamie's fiance. Uh, we all went to Sydney, and uh, it was like not many people turned up because we're we'll, we'll all like really small bands and stuff. So hmm. uh, we had like, you know, a room full of maybe like 10 people in Sydney. Um, but we were just stoked to like be going somewhere and playing music. Like mm. we didn't really care. And we were, I think we were like also really excited just to like, I, I hadn't been to Sydney. I think Liv had, but I don't know. I think Michael had and Jamie hadn't. So, you know, a couple of us hadn't been there before. I hadn't traveled anywhere. So I was like, this is so exciting. I get to see someone new. So we were just stoked to be there. Like it was awesome. Uh, so yeah, we did that. And then what else happened? Um, oh, we were writing some new songs in the meantime as well, trying to like work on the next release after the Wasted Days EP. Um, and then I think the other standout thing was we played a weekender with Wind Waker, so we went to Wagga and Albury, and those were like kind of the the bigger things we did. Um, mm. Before we played with Tonight Alive, which was like then the biggest gig. I don't know if this yeah, is like, and it was the game changer for us. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is almost like a separate question. Tonight Alive was kind of like the starting point. I also forgot to say, uh, Michael left at, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> totally, totally fucking up this timeline. Uh, so we became a three-piece for a little while. And then we had a lot of fill-ins. We had like Saleh from Reside and we had Indy from Wind Waker, uh, can't remember. I think Saleh was like filling in for us for ages and he was so awesome to have around. Um, and he did the weekender with us with Wind Waker. Um, and then we need to find a. Oh no, then we got Joey. Then we got Joey. That's right. So then I was like, playing guitar sucks. And um, Joey came in and took over. And thank God, because he's so much better. The band, that was massive like we were like oh my god we sound great now <laughs> yeah he's a fantastic guitarist and he's also just mm. a hot motherfucker so like it's yes just, like you know the image of the band yes. it's like he's got looks like a rock star you know what i mean stage he's got that good like tattooed fucking kind of badass look yeah. to him. um but yeah that's kind of he's like the, yeah. yeah he's the real like you know 
cute emo kid that all the the ladies like, you know. So at least maybe. Oh, I don't know. There's a fair few ladies have come up to me at the show and said, "Oh, Cassie's hot ass." <laughs> Yeah, I was um, going to so say, it's like, like Darcy, you know, are you blowing your own horn right now? I was like, no, you're just still simping. No, 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 no. I was going to say it was a misdirection. <laughs> I, I, as, as I started the sentence, I was like, haha, you guys think you know where this is ending? It's about Cassie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Joey uh, joined the band uh, after he played a few shows with us, and we were like, this kid's really cool. He was very quiet at that time. Didn't know a lot about him. <laughs> we find out later. <laughs> Deceptive. Um. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so then it was the four of us. Wait, was that right? Am I counting that right? Yeah. yeah. It's like you needed a basis. So no a bass player. You needed a yeah. basis. And, I mean, you don't. It's, it's called we a laptop. Doing... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird. Well, it was, just before we it's knew funny, any It's of funny that to stuff. me because it's like you needed a bassist, so you got a guitarist. Yeah, so basically <laughs> we were doing a, like, video shoot with uh, Ethan, Oversimplified Complications. And um, he, his mate, Darcy, not this one, a different one. Uh, Pre, this predates me. Yeah, he, pre he was there helping Ethan. And then we're just messing around at the end. And we're in this, like, rehearsal studio that had all these instruments around. And I was just talking to him. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, like, play guitar. And I was like, oh, do you reckon you can play bass? Because we really need a bass. So he was like, yeah, probably could. And he just picked up one of the basses there. And then we started playing a song because we had all our, like, stuff there with us. And he just, like, joined in and just, like, we're, like, sick. Cool, let's do this. And so he, he filled in for ages. And he was, like, in the no band for ages backsies. before we actually announced it. Yeah. yeah. He was in the band for... He was in the band until I was there before you announced him. Yeah. Like, it was, like, one of those things where it was, like, oh, yeah, he's just a fill-in. But it was, like, very clearly the driving force Yeah, he was there the for band. ages. He, he got to play that Tonight at Live show with us. Yeah. Um, so at that point, we had, like, so a So how did that come about, up, by the was... way, the Tonight at Live show? How did you guys get involved with that? Yeah, so that was, like, uh, a competition. So they wanted uh, supports with female members, and they were doing, you know, one in each state, and we were like, oh, this would be... It's because I am, like, I love Tonight Live so much. And, and being uh, a band of the female-fronted yeah, so, genre, like, you guys had that connection, yes. right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, me and Jenna, you know, just, like, connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. I had, to, I had to play into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but that was really cool. That was, like, a really um, awesome thing. They wanted to, you know, get more exposure for female-member bands, and I was like, cool. So we applied for that, and then... We actually just got like a ton of votes and... Oh yeah, there was no question. I was there. I voted for you guys. Like, I mean, I, I was like, when I saw the competition, I think I tagged you guys. I was like... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally was like, oh, there's no, there's no one else in... Like, I was like, there's no question. I Like, like you guys are going to get it. Like, and you know, because I was just kind of like, there's no one who's like comparable in Melbourne. I think at I mean? that point in time, we had like, because we had like the full lineup... Uh, we had just done, like, the Weekender with Wind Waker, and mm. we had just got, like, proper, like, photos done with Ethan and everything. We were looking and sounding the best we had. Yeah, it just looked like... It was just like, oh, the obvious choice here is Terry. You just think about, like, local Melbourne band with a... F like, because the criteria was to have, like, a female member. Um, mm. And it was like, obviously, they'll pick someone... They're not going to pick, like, someone who's not, who doesn't sound like... You know, like, they're going to pick someone from the alternative scene. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's obviously going to be Terra. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then it was Terra, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> and I didn't even go to the show, but, like, I was like, yeah! <laughs> I don't know, it was like... 
I don't know. I think it was like 70 bucks or something. I was like, I'm too Yeah, like, oh, guys, door spot. And they're like, nah. And you're like, oh, okay, nah. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know him that well. I wasn't going to ask him for a door spot. I, this was, I, I was not going to ask. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if I, at this point, I still don't think we knew each other like super well at all. Like we kind of just we maybe hung out around. at like one of Bree's parties or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, that, that show was crazy. Everyone was there except for Darcy. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> make the chip. Well, my parents were even there, and they never go to shows. Like, They're like the, too loud. Make the tickets cheaper next time. And <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we were all just like so nervous, and that was at the Corner Hotel, and it was just like so cool to be able to play with Tonight Live, and um, and at the Corner Hotel as well, because yeah, that was like a gold venue for us. And mm. that we loved. So, uh. Yeah, and so we got that. Really cool. And then... What the hell happened after that? Then Oh, I don't know. You guys took off. Like, I remember seeing that being like, holy fuck, that's mad, you know? Local oh, yeah, band we got place, some really good shows. Local band plays Corner Hotel with Tonight Alive. And then, like, immediately after, you guys were like, we the kings at 170 Russell. Yeah, then and we I was like, what the fuck? Russell, <laughs> and we were like, what is going on? And I was just like, oh, okay, this is fucking gangbuster. You know what I mean? You guys are going serious. Yeah, it really put us on the radar, um, I think. And so, yeah, we played like, I think it's Four Years Strong, and um, that was at uh, Arrows on Swan. Wasn't? Oh. You know, it was actually... We the King's story of... Oh, story of the year was you guys. Never mind. No, uh, so that was no, a different yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, this is an important part of the story. Jamie was going to go to Japan and then Jamie had like booked flights for Japan or something or he'd nearly booked flights oh, for Japan. Right. This is like right on the Tonight Alive show date, but before mm. they'd been given the offer. And so Jamie was like, yeah, I'm going to have to go to Japan. You know what I mean? Like I booked this holiday or whatever. And then you guys called me and were like, you were like, would you play this? Would you play it, the yeah. show if we got it? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And in my mind, I was like, ah! <laughs> like, I was like so scared. I was like, I'm not going to be able to fucking do this. Like, I'm like the shittest drummer in the world. And I was like, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, when you lie on your oh, resume you're not gonna and say like, no. just make up shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I was like getting it home. And I'm like, where can I get a click track? Where can I get like, because I never played to a click. And I was like, where can I get all this shit? And I was like practicing this shit. I, I started playing some of the songs. Really? Like Talk is Cheap. Oh I think I God. sent you a video of me playing Talk Friggin is Cheap. Um, and then I was like, yeah, just, you know. And then like, obviously, ja like they got the offer and Jamie was like, well, I think he cancelled his trip to yeah, Japan yeah. or something, didn't he? Yeah, because yeah. it was like such a big deal for him. I mean, and I was. And I was like, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would too. And he like just missed out on it, and so I was like, I was like, ah, well, there'll be another time. And then there was another time. Yeah. So um, yeah, after that, played some bigger shows, and then Liv, no, Jamie, uh, said he wasn't feeling more, and it was taking us a while to like write stuff, and for him, like writing music was so important. And so uh, he just kind of like, I want to do other things now, and we were like, yeah, cool. Um, so he decided to leave and this was like, we were starting to, uh, like we, we were just starting to work on like what we were going to do as our next single and starting to plan that. Um, but it was still happening really slowly. And then literally the next day, then Liv was like, yeah, I think I'm out as well. Uh, and I think you guys get, it was something to do with money as well. It was like, it's quite expensive to yeah, do. It's very like, expensive. You know, Tara doesn't make much yeah. money, you know, like, so it it's wasn't like, like it almost seemed like besides the biggest show offers that were happening, like you know, it. I think to them it might have felt like it wasn't going 
anywhere. Like, it wasn't going to become, like... Mm, but also, you know, like, what did you... Guys, we, you had booked in... Because I was just starting. I was filling in. There was, like, a show Jamie couldn't play, which was deciding mm. not to be in a band. But, like, I filled in. So I was there. I think it was, like, you guys quoted the CV project and it was like you know like working in the studio costs oh, money yeah and then they were just like oh we you know we can't afford this and like it's reasonable it's like super fucking reasonable to like yeah you know be like oh you know like i've got people have got bills to pay people have got rent to pay you know like yeah optional music's like okay music comes with- first <laughs> <laughs> no but like i mean yeah you know like you got to make sacrifices and sometimes mm-hmm. like you know like yeah mm-hmm. i think i think yeah it's very reasonable that they will like you know i think i'm gonna be more you know and i think like in between like the waste of days ep launch and um like then we had had we had like some demos but they were like definitely nowhere near finished and we had only written like one full song so like things were really slow yeah it was confidence so um yeah it was just like things were going really slowly can understand uh and so yeah basically the next day Liv was like yeah go for me too and I remember, like, Ledoux, Darcy Ledoux, who was bassist for us at the time. Sorry. He like he had already joined by that point. He was yeah. definitely, like, a permanent member. I, like, I had this feeling Liv was going to leave. And Liv has always been, like, she always was my crutch. I mean, like, yeah, you guys she, yeah, started together. I was like, if she ever leaves, I'll have to leave because I don't have the... Actually, that's kind of, like, part of where confidence came from. Um, but she was literally my confidence in the band. Like, I was like, I cannot do this without her. But me and Ledoux became really close. And then when she was, I had a feeling she was going to call it as well. And then I just remember saying to Ledoux, I was like, hey, if, if Liv decides to leave, and then he was like, yeah, man, I'll still be. And then Joey was also <laughs> in the band, but I was like, fuck Joey, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you guys just hadn't, you guys just hadn't connect. It was kind of, you guys kind of hadn't really connected that well yet. Yeah. You know, it was almost like a professional relationship at that point. Yeah, like, yeah. Joe, I just so. hadn't had that connection yet. Now yeah. we're like best buds. Now, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then Liv said she wasn't doing it. And then I was like, I guess I'm going to... Oh, yeah. Ladu was kind of like running the, the show, like right at that, that totally. point. It was like he, he was, you know, like organizing the recordings because he's also he also does production as well mm. um so he was doing the demos like he tracked all the guitars for confidence this is before me like sort of or sort of before me you know what i mean like it like i was kind of like filling in but you guys had already tracked the guitars for confidence yeah. and then you know i think like yeah so he, he really sort of took charge of the momentum in the band really yeah and that kind of like would you say sort of saved it yeah definitely yeah. i mean if if ledoux is like oh man i'm not sure like I would have just been like, okay, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't have, like, anyone in it with me. Because I don't think I could, like... Oh, maybe now I'd be able to do, like, something solo. Except just back then. Still didn't have the confidence to do, like, anything. I was still really shy. And, like, yeah, it was just a really scary thought to, like... I don't know. Just without Liv. Um, so, yeah. Thank God for Ledoux. He was, like, mm. my best bud at mm. that time. Yeah. Um, so... And what, then, what happened then? Right. And then, so, three of us... so, so yeah, so you lost a guitarist and a drummer in basically the same week. Yeah. Um, and then you were like, fuck, okay, we need Darcy on fill-in. Um, and... Oh, yeah, luckily, like, we had ideas, like, right yeah. away, which was yeah. easy. Like, you know, you were already so filling in. you called in. me, and then um, Joey called his, like, bandmate from a sold band called Inventions. Um mm. 
and Sean, and he brought Sean in, and Sean being like, oh, I don't know, Sean is like the epitome of like a guitarist, you know what I mean? Like it's just classic, classically trained, I believe, and also <laughs> like just an absolute like, just he, I feel like he's like an encyclopedia of guitar knowledge, you know, and so straight away just could immediately smack the songs, like just knew them. Yeah. Like I, I, I practiced when I when she told me that I needed to play for them. I took a week off work and I practiced every fucking day because that's how much time I needed to be confident enough to play the set properly. Sean probably just rocked up on the night and just did it. You know what I mean? Like you know he probably rocked up to the rehearsal yeah, and was so, like, yeah, like, like on oh, the drive sorry, in. Sorry, yeah, yeah, like, yeah he, he, like, he could do that. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So it's like a C to a G here or something like that, yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas I'm just like, <laughs> and, fuck. <laughs> and so we had them filling in for us, and but then we were like, we weren't sure if they were going to be like permanent members or whatever, so we mm. uh, held auditions, and um, that was awesome. We got like a ton of videos, uh, and uh, then we are just like, Yep, let's stick with these guys. <laughs> you nerds suck. We're sticking with these guys. <laughs> there was, there was, no, like there some, was some really good ones, but it was like I don't know. I the think dynamic. It's hard to beat, I think it was hard to beat Sean. Like oh, really, like, okay, yeah. So like the guitars were pretty much done and dusted once Sean joined because he had like such a good positive attitude and he's just a fucking killer guitar. There was like the, yeah, there was definitely like options we had where we were like, oh, these people like all really good. Um, and I remember, like, our, our mate Jahoni, like, he sent in an audition, and his was, like, amazing. Mm. But then, then, like, Sean can sweep, man. Like, <laughs> 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 no, yeah. but, yeah, there's some amazing auditions, and we were, like, so grateful. I think, I think Sean really was away. definitely overqualified for the job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he still should not be in terror. He's way too good for us. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so we ended up just sticking with these guys, and... um. It was just a good dynamic as yeah. well. I think we're all, like we're having a really good time. Yeah, but it was together. almost like it, it was like because like obviously when your lineup changes and like essentially at that point every single member in Terra had changed. So except for Cassie. Yeah. So yeah. you know Michael left a couple of years ago and then and then Liv and Jamie left and so you know you've got an entirely new lineup but you've kept the singer, which is kind of like the lineup change that normally kills a band. So it's almost like you've done everything except like you've kept the singer. And so it was like the energy just was like revitalized. Everyone was like, we were like, I felt like, you know, yeah. obviously I was in a new band. Everyone's in a new band and yeah. Cass has just kind of got this like all new energy coming up. Like, you yeah. know, and so, yeah, we it's just really kind exciting. of, yeah, we just kind of took off at that point. Just started playing like, I don't know. I think the second show I played with Terra was, at 170, which is like... It was story oh, of the know. year. Yeah, I don't know, like, maybe 10 times bigger than any show I'd ever played, <laughs> and I was shitting my pants. But then, like, you know, we just kept playing, and then I, yeah, we I got to play Corner Hotel, like, three times that year, and I was like, man, one day I'm going to get to play Corner, and then it was like, Cass is like, yeah, we're playing Corner next week. I'm like, fuck! I'm like, oh, Jesus, okay, all right, all right, I'll practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, that's so funny. It was really cool because I think at that point, because it had been, like, a good year that we had been playing bigger shows. And so, like, for me to, like, you know, tell Darcy, I'm like, yeah, we're playing Corner. And it's, like, just, like, Yeah, she's already like, Yeah, it's you know, no yeah. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, like yeah we're playing another show at the corner and Dar's like corner hotel <laughs> I'm like corner. yeah just a small one this time <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, fuck. So amazing. But, so yeah. that was a really long story. I'm pretty sure we just spoke again, for like an hour about like our timeline. But again, uh, I'm what not, happened? So. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the question was. Again. <laughs> but I feel like generally it was about. It, was it about the sort of the be- gap between? Oh, okay. Was it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's exactly it. Good job, Cassie. Them. Ten points. I remember some things. Right, I'm going to try real hard to remember the next one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get those points, Darcy. So, um, so, in, so that's like covering off that, that time period um, between then and, and Darcy joining. So, Darcy, you started doing like production work with CV as an intern. Um, and I think you also picked up a couple of clients along the way. I was talking to uh, Kira from Future Static uh, and, you know, you oh, worked right with, on, that, yeah. with that band. Uh, what, what kind of work did you do in that period from like interning with CV uh, and then working with other people and like what kind of skills did you develop? So I went to uni. Uh, I went to JMC and honestly, like, uh, it's not worth it. If you're ever considering anyone, <laughs> if you're ever considering going to uni for sound production, don't. Don't, not even JMC specific, but literally any uni is just a waste of money. Like, um, I have some really cool lecturers, some of which I'm still friends with as well now, um, and they're legends, but, like, the whole process is just kind of like, yeah, don't go to uni. It's just kind of like, you can learn, like, literally you can... I learned more interning with Chris than I did at uni, or more practical skills speaking. Like, you can learn some theoretical stuff, but if you want to just make band, like, you know, record music and make music with bands and stuff, just just learn from someone who knows how to do it like cv Hmm. um yeah so i went to uni um i finished my degree in audio engineering and then i did some more work with cv i recorded some stuff with feature static uh some stuff with uh um the bridge the border my old band i did this uh i did this country band from warrigal um and they were just like they sent me this mix of the or they sent me this mix of their song and they basically just said these guys were like in their 40s or 50s or something um and i was operating out of like my parents house as well and so they sent me they sent me an email because they saw like i was just promoting my shit and they were like we did this song at this great studio and we really like it except we didn't like the mix and we didn't like the vocals um so we wanted to re-record the vocals and then have you remix it or whatever and i was like yeah sick vocals is like the easiest thing ever for me um because they, they didn't like it had heaps of tuning on it and they wanted to go for more natural sound and then i listened to the mix and i was like holy shit, this is like amazing. Like it was like, it had that, it was like, it was, you know, sort of like a country rock song, but it had like this really beautiful, like organ kind of tone under it. The guitars were just like amazingly recorded. Everything sounded fantastic. And I was like, this is killer. I don't have to do much to mix this literally. Yeah. And so like, and then I think what was really interesting, I think when he came in, this guy, this bloke Ben, um, I think he was like immediately like, holy shit, this is like a kid. You know what I mean? Like, what have I like, paid for you know i'm like what and you know and then he sat down and immediately i just started like i just was like balls to the wall working and i think straight away he was like oh okay this kid knows what he's doing you know what i mean and like it was like one of the like really fun music experiences i had recording this bloke but it was definitely like left of field i was just kind of like yeah let's fucking do it um and then i did another sort of like rocky country band it was like one of my teachers from high school actually that was like kind of interesting um and then you know, uh, I think I did some more stuff with Future Static. And then I met this uh, band called Dooney Way, who were like, I think I was working I'm wor- working with as a traffic controller and I met one of the blokes on site and I sort of like was talking to them about music and turns out I'd actually thrown an email to their band like a year earlier because I was just doing sort of cold emails to people. Um, and they were like, oh shit, okay, cool. And then it worked out and we, re- we recorded some songs. 
that was really sick. They ended up getting some like bigger shows off of those releases, which always makes me feel good. They played with like yeah, because it all comes back to you. And, like, it was it was all because of you. Oh, it's really. not. <laughs> Well, it wasn't all because of me, but you know, I think I, I think I kicked their ass into gear a little bit. So it was, yeah, it was really nice to see like them having success as well. Because you know, it, I don't know. I think it, I think it does reflect well on me as well. Not like I did all of it, but like it reflects mm. well on me too. It's a good piece um, in the in the catalog. And yeah. And then and then it all came to like I ended up moving in with CB uh, the start of twenty eighteen, um, and he started just sort of like bands who needed projects done cheaper because obviously cv had been doing it a lot longer i charge a lot less so basically cv would you know palm off like things that i could do really well like vocals or guitar tracking or something um or anything you know the band you know sort of needed to cut corners on essentially it sounds bad uh, advertising me as cutting corners but you, it is you're the you bootleg cv, CV. like <laughs> yeah yeah basically basically so i started doing some projects i did the caged existence um burden of purpose record I did uh, Inferiority. Inferiority Complex's, like, first EP. And then Future Static, when they tracked The Fatalist, I did the, the all the guitars and the bass. Um, Furious George? I, yeah, Furious George as well. Fuck, man, that was so sick. That was, like, the best 10 days ever, just fucking around with Jake and um, Brendan. That was really good. Um, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, I just ended up... I don't know, I kind of, like, just getting, like, getting these jobs from CV, and that was really, really fun for a while, uh... I really, really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, so sound production. Can, can I have a repeat of the question again? <laughs> uh, just I just want to hear about your, your production story. Like pretty much from uh, yeah. when you were getting started with CV up to now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, well, I mean, if I like, so, like, I know chronologically I've fucked it. But like the first thing <laughs> I fine. ever did with CV, which is like, which is like so crazy. It was like back in 2014, I think we did cv was doing set the scores ep like and mm. i was just like this is fucking lit this is like i loved set the score and i was like and so i got to come in and like actually got to tune some of the vocals so chris was showing me how to tune vocals and i think it was like one of those things where tuning vocals is kind of like a natural extension of just like hearing voice you kind of just like learn how to move it with the mouse and then it's like you learn like some of the techniques but it's like if you can pitch like if you can sing and pitch you kind of can tune i guess or at least in my opinion um and so like i did a bit of that and i did a bit of like sort of drum sampling and stuff and he gave me like a little bit of tips about stuff like that but yeah that was just kind of like what rocketed me into it like working with this band that i actually already like fucking loved i mean i didn't get mm. to work with them i just like was in there after when he was mixing but it was yeah. so sick and then that kind of like that started us chatting and then me and cb becoming friends and then eventually roommates but yeah um yeah i don't know i've i feel like to wrap it up i guess with engineering it's kind of been a bit weird. I think recently I had a project that I did last year that I didn't really enjoy. And it kind of like, it kind of just brought me a bit out of it. Like, I feel like now I would really only work with bands or work on projects if I like really, really vibe to stuff. Like I had this band, uh, All Regards they're called now, um, come to me last year and we did a song. No, this year, come to me this year, like just before COVID. And we did a song and yeah, it was like, it was really sick. And I feel like that's kind of the only thing I want to do now. Like I wouldn't really want to like reach out, get a bunch of bands and, you know, sort of work through some work. What I, it's like, if I hear something I really like from a demo and the band is keen, then I'll probably do it. But I don't know. I think I'm just not interested in sort of being like fully a sound producer or at least maybe I'll change my mind in a few years or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of just like not as passion driven about it, but I do like doing 
or sorry, I'm not as, as exactly kind of like grind orientated. I don't want to just like grind through and do like heaps of stuff. I kind of want to just work on stuff I want to do. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's why I do the band stuff. That's why I always do the band stuff and like do, you know, I mean, I did the, the acoustic EP this year was me. Um, and then, you know, recording, like we recorded all the instruments in front of me. Um, and so now it's like for the big, like, you know, full band stuff, like I'll record it all and then we'll send it to CV. Um, or like, you know, a mix of me and Darcy as well. Cause Darcy's just like a great engineer too. So we'll just sort of like do what we, I think when we were working on the EP, which is probably another question. Um, mm. we, yeah, I think we had like three stations set up and we were all just working at once. We were doing in here, me and Cass and then guitars and then Chris was doing stuff in his room and Darcy was doing stuff in the main in the in the kitchen on his computer tracking base. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, like I like that kind of stuff Highly when you efficient. really when everyone's about it. Yeah, when everyone's about it and you really enjoy the project, that's the kind of audio I want to do now. Mm. But yeah, that's kind of yeah, that, that's kind of the wrap up of my audio story. But yeah, don't go to uni. I, I feel like I feel like you missed a critic. I mean, you just did kill my sponsorship with JMC ever happening. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you an invoice. Oh, um, nice one, <laughs> tell, tell them to pay their lecturers properly as well. They're definitely getting their asses sued. <laughs> yeah, you told me there was no fucking controversy, but here we go. This is a spicy shit. <laughs> I look, it's nothing to do with me. I'm just pissed off because the lecturers I had as teachers were legends, and they're not like getting paid properly. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's okay. Don't sue me. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. In my opinion, yeah, getting there in their asses sued. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, and you forgot a critical sued, point I'm, in your... You can't in your... sue me. I, I... Sorry, I'm like, we've got like this delay and it's so like, like I'll like cut uh, in and yeah. say something that sorry. feels natural and then we, we both feel like... Uh, who's interrupting who right now? But, um... Oh, no, nah, no, nah, that, ha- that happens heaps. Yeah, you just, you just go, I'll stop. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Um. Anyway, you miss <laughs> you missed this really critical point in your in your career as an engineer, the the Frozen duet. Oh, oh my god! Oh man, this is this is more of a this is more of a like a critical moment in our relationship rather than like I didn't even. I... Thoughts are heavy. I'm awake now. We walk alone within your crowd. It's so loud. Can you keep it down?
you love